Hey there, it's me, Denise Lee, and welcome to the Introverted Entrepreneur Podcast, where we help improve your mindset and your money. And in today's episode, I had a really fun and impromptu conversation with Emily Crookston, and I'm hoping that you will enjoy what we have to share about boundaries, setting expectations, and more importantly, how to manage your time as an entrepreneur. There's lots of good insights that you're going to get coming to you after this short break. Because maybe we are saying something insightful. Hey, I'm here with Emily. This is Denise. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I wasn't even planning on recording this conversation, but we're going to have a chat right now. And we're having a good chat, so. <laughs> we're having a good chat. Yeah. You know, I think it's so important. We're just talking about the issue of boundaries. I think it's so important. It's essential for us as service-based professionals to have clear established rules and roadmaps of life because we're really no different than children. As children, we need that sense of security, sense of purpose, sense of organization, and that never ends as an adult. So as we're helping and we're serving our clients, we need to be constantly reinforcing that this is a protection and place to help us both feel comfortable and at ease. Mm-hmm. Yes, I love it. And the, the point that, you know, everyone likes having clear boundaries, it makes everything easier. And, you know, I know when my, when my boundaries are being met, and I'm enforcing them that I'm not likely to fly off the handle, <laughs> which is not what we want when we're talking with clients, right? Um, and so I think you said boundaries as a service, boundaries are a service. That is a great way to, to think of it. I am serving my clients when I keep my boundaries. Yeah. Hurting people's feelings. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like making people feel uncomfortable. So I'm helping you by reminding you that you're a grown person that signed a contract. Right. right. I'm helping you. Exactly. <laughs> Love it. Yes, yes, yes. Why do we feel, Emily, why do we feel like as service providers that we need to diminish our sense of boundaries because we feel like we're not giving our best like in other words like why do we feel like we somehow need to break our boundaries in the name of providing service yeah I think it's because we're so close to our work you know it's one thing if you're selling a product it's like it's really easy to transfer the negativity to the product like oh that product wasn't the best fit for that person or oh yeah I need to fix this thing about the product you know um, but when it's ourselves, <laughs> like, like when it's the service we're providing, that's the problem. It's really personal and it's really hard to separate. So I think for me, that people pleasing part of my brain really kicks into high gear where it's like, everything must be perfect. I guarantee perfection and everyone is going to love everything I do. So if they don't, then it's like, Ooh, I failed. <laughs> you know, it's on you, me. You know- And you know what also I think about, it's true, is that it goes back to our family of origin issues, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. It always, like Sigmund Force right, it always goes back to that kid issue where in order for us to get the good grades, in order for us to not have punishment or have some type of negative repercussion, right? Mm -hmm. We need to constantly do the things we think are going to avoid mishaps. But we forget to realize that in our profession as service providers, we're not helping anybody by crossing into areas where we never agree contractually. Mm -hmm. And let me give you a perfect example that just goes through my mind right now. 
I was reading this uh, post on LinkedIn and they were talking about the issue of ghosting and it's very, very prevalent in freelancing where people's ideas change, people find a new person to work with and you do a show a good sign of faith, you give a little bit of work, right? Mm -hmm. And they poof, they go away. And they said, the person who made the post said, in order to help make sure I'm I'm saving my time, I only allow a certain amount of work or a certain allow of initial conversation. And if nothing happens, I don't do anything beyond that unless I get that invoice. And I think we need that as well. Like we know we're doing good work, but there's so many different ways that we can help people without compromising our boundaries. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, it's interesting because, you know, that initial, I think that initial 24 hour period after you talk with a new prospect or client, it's really important to be communicative during that time. Like, uh, you know, just if they send you, like if you get off a call and they're supposed to send you some information, right. Um, to reply and say, thanks, I got it. Like even just something as simple as that makes them feel like, oh, okay. This person is, you know, they're, they're on the Let ball. me tell you, I'm the queen of automation. <laughs> yeah. I am the queen of automation. I'm, yeah. <laughs> let me show you the way of my automation. <laughs> you schedule a call with me as a discovery call, whatever you automatically get emails from me. They're not from me. They're, right. you know, they're pre-written. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> sure. And it tells you where to find me, somewhere yep. what we discussed, because I've already pre-planned in my mind the key points we're going to discuss. So it's not going to be deviating too much from yeah. our original yeah. conversation. Yeah. 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 And links to enroll in my program. Right. right. Like, boom, there you go. Yeah. I can go off, hang up the call. The emails are going. <laughs> I'm happy as a clan. They got the information. We need yeah. to do our prospective clients a favor and planning out all the things they need before and during and after the call. Yeah, that's so smart because all of these activities are repeats, right? It's you, you pretty much know, like you talk on the phone and this is the next step and this is, you know, how things go. So there's no reason that can't be automated. Yeah. So smart. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's so many people who are missing the ball here on just that. This is all part of the boundaries too. Because yeah. if you have a standard script of like, okay, this is what I'm going to say. This is why this is important. This is the questions I'm going to ask, right? Your brain isn't going 5,000 different directions going like, should I, dang, that's about, about the onboarding package. Do I talk about the PayPal? Do I, you know, like your mind isn't going scatterbrain. Yes. Yes. Systems, systems, systems. Systems, systems, you know. I know I look crazy on this call, but I'm telling you, sisters got a lot of programs going on in the background. (laughs) That's awesome. Yeah, that's great. How long have you um, been coaching? Pardon? How long have you been coaching? So I've been coaching technically for nine years, but I've been doing this business coaching thing for two years. And honestly, a lot of the things that I learned as a personal trainer, I've been able to translate that into my business coaching, not obviously the drip sequences and the automation and all that jazz, but I had to learn that mess. I'm talking about like the art of dealing with people. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Because I mean, ultimately all of it comes down to mindset right? In most cases, like for me, 
I always, you know, I go back and forth all the time about, do I need a life coach or do I need a business coach? You know, and I'm usually like, Uh, you know, usually those things are really blurry to me. Like sometimes what I really need is a life coach. And sometimes mm -hmm. what I need is somebody to tell me what's the system I need to set up and how do I set it up? You know, but you, I think people always, coaches often make that distinction. Like, oh, I do this and I do that. Like, it seems like they're almost always separate. But well, I, you know, I'm really glad we're talking about this, and I'm yeah. glad this is recorded too. Because <laughs> <laughs> so there's, there's big different chasms of thought. Okay, yeah. and uh, for those of you who don't know, there's technically the International Coaching Federation. They have a lot of coaching certification programs. There's also other people who have their own coaching pro- programs and certification bodies. So I'm not going to sit here and go through all the different ways people have learned how to coach and train other people. But I'll say this, mm-hmm. when I'm thinking of a life coach, right? I'm not thinking about how in the world can I get these tools necessarily to live my life better. I'm looking for ways to improve what I currently have and optimize mm-hmm. that and removing the things that aren't working. A lot of people think that we need a life coach to help add in, but in reality, we need to do more subtracting, Mm -hmm. much more subtracting than adding. And so when I think about life coaching, I'm thinking about having that experience talking with a professional, not someone who just thought it'd be a cool thing to do after a $40 course. Okay. (laughs) Do your do your research. (laughs) (laughs) You know, when I'm thinking about that, Emily, I'm thinking that this person has this holistic view about how the human mind works and optimizing how that works and translate into how people are living their lives. Perhaps mm-hmm. you have a dysfunctional, chaotic environment with your husband or your spouse or your dog or your pet or whatever. Perhaps we need to subtract some expectations. Perhaps mm-hmm. we need to subtract how much time that you're doing in your work so you have more quality time balancing out. So that's what I'm talking about, subtraction. We want to overcomplicate things as humans. Mm-hmm. And in reality, we need to simplify them. And so let's yeah. take a pause on that life coaching and deviate to the business coaching. I take that same kind of concept as a business coach. A lot of people are making crap too hard. You're on Instagram and TikTok and Facebook and, and, and Snapchat and you're smiling and, and live streaming and having a good time and you're all <laughs> over the freaking page and nobody knows what you do. Yeah. Or you're talking about <laughs> business coaching and then you're talking about your cat. And then you're talking about automation. <laughs> what, what in the world is going on? Right, right, right. Or perhaps you've got, I remember this one client, I'll never forget. She, one client, she had people on her thousands of dollars, thousands mm. of dollars. And I'm like, why do you have all this going on? She's like, well, I don't know how to send PayPal buttons. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yes, girl. Yikes. Yeah, yes, sometimes it's girl. that so, simple, right? Sometimes it's just that simple. It's really that simple, but she'll never miss a beat on her Instagram lives on Wednesday. <laughs> so, do you see how any of this yeah. makes any sense, right? None, right? Yeah, so, for right. This, this, so, in this business coaching role, yeah. I'm taking the bird's eye view of everything that you're doing, and I'm like, okay, let's clean this up, let's automate this. Let's simplify this. 
So that, again, you have clear expectations of how you're supposed to run your business, what offerings you're supposed to be putting out, why are you putting it out there? And yeah. you're not running 5,000 different ways come Sunday. Yes, yes. Simplify, simplify. Simplify. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I totally agree with that. You know, I but I've been I'm a ghostwriter and uh for a lot for a while, maybe a couple of years, I've been trying to figure out how to, you know, make money where I'm not directly involved one-on-one with one-on-one clients. You know, it's I love that. Um, but you know, I'm capped at my income level, you know, if I have three ghostwriting clients a year, I'm done. Like that's, that's all my time, you know? Um, so I've been trying to figure out, you know, how to expand, how to grow. And, you know, obviously the easiest thing seems to be, well, you create an online course, you figure out a way to do group coaching, something like that, because you want to serve DIY authors. Um, so I've been trying to do that, but what I discovered is like, I don't understand DIY authors. I understand my ghostwriting clients very well, but I don't, I can't get into the mind of someone who wants to write their own book. And so I've just been thinking like, I just, I'm not going to work with DIY authors. And it was such a relief to kind of let that go. And Uh, I'm going to lean into the ghostwriting. I'm going to figure out how I can do more of this in a way, so, you know, the answer that I've come up with is, well, I'm going to help hire other writers and I'm going to, you know, sell a monthly kind of membership fee where I'm providing all of your content marketing. And so that's, that's the new offering, but I, it requires me to hire writers and now they're going to be doing most of the work. Um, and so, and I'll be involved on the strategic level. So that's, that's been the solution, but it's, it's, it has allowed me to sort of simplify because when I was thinking about how am I going to sell this to them and what do they want and what kind of courses do they need? And all of these questions, you know, I'm like, ah, let's just take those questions and put them over there because I don't care. (laughs) There's, There's this thought process that says that in order for us to grow our business, we have to expand vertically. Right. Instead of expanding horizontally, meaning Mm. that you have your core idea of what you love to do, but you expand it with other people alongside helping you Mm. versus piling on all the diversification of offers. Right. Right. Yeah. It makes perfect sense to me. Um, And I think people shy away from it. And this is kind of one of my concerns because, you know, I guess everyone says diversification is good, right? In your investment portfolio, you need to be diversified. Like we have in our minds, like that's a good idea because if this one thing goes away, if people suddenly stop buying ghostwriting, my business is over. (laughs) If, If all of my eggs are in that basket, right? But I think what are the odds are, what are the odds of that one thing totally going away? It depends, of course, on the business. Um, but there are other ways to pivot. Right. Like it it doesn't have to be one and done or, you know, it wouldn't have to be over even if people stop buying ghostwriting, period, end of story. Right. I would find something else to provide for people. Um, But, yeah, it's it's interesting. (laughs) I, I think that's really why it's so important, why it's so important that we need to always focus on personal brand development. 
Yeah. Good. Beyond yeah. just yeah. focusing on specific products and services. That's true. That's so true. Yeah. Your I think about perfect, are transferable. Perfect. Your skills are transferable. Oh yeah. I mean, a perfect example. I think about Damon John in the Shark Tank, mm-hmm. and you know that he is. He started off in Fubu, right? right? Yep. Mm-hmm. And he also buys obviously these startups and venture capital endeavors, and he's always in. He does real estate, and but oh. who Damon John is is a motivator and inspirer and a thinker right. and a thought leader and yeah. doesn't matter what venture he's in right? right he always is Damon John he's not necessarily Damon John Fubu he's not Damon John yeah. Shark Tank he's not Damon John the business coach he's always Damon John the person right. so his loyal crew will always follow him right yes 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 yeah, so smart like not identifying with the thing you do like being your own person and having your own identity outside of what you're providing. Yeah. Yeah. That's huge. Uh-huh. Yeah. I'm like, I, I think about the stuff that you put, you put on, on LinkedIn. <clears throat> and I think about, you're always really focusing on human development and thinking and processing that that's really what I know you of Emily. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't think of Emily, the ghostwriter. Right. I think Emily, the personal human development, Emily. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And I've wondered about that, you know, like maybe I do want people to think of me as Emily, the ghostwriter, you know, but I can't for myself just talk about ghostwriting. I I just can't do it. Like, I don't want to send right, you know, post writing tips every day. It's like, (laughs) you know, I don't want There's tons of brands that, that just focus on the brand only. I think about Marie Kondo, the tidy up cleaning lady thing, the the dainty little Japanese lady. Yes, 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 yes. And, you know, if you've been following her on, on social, she is always on brand. Yeah. Never talking about her personal life. Never talk. She always oh, right. promoting her offers, promoting right. new upcoming specials or Netflix yeah. show, yeah. whatever. I don't know if she got a cat. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see her cat. Right. See her cat? <laughs> you know? Right, right, right. <laughs> you want to you know? see her messy house. Let's be honest. <laughs> yes. Right. I mean, yeah. I, I'm really, I, I get you, right? You got your PR team that's telling you to pump out this stuff, right? Yeah. You probably got it on scheduler. No cool, doubt. Cool, whatever. <laughs> but I think certain people will really gravitate toward us more if we showcase I, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Yeah. I get a little sloppy on LinkedIn. Yeah. I see some stuff, right? I'm offended <laughs> some folks, but that's cool, you know, right. because that's part of my brand yeah. is the sloppy. Yeah. Because I'm yeah, not right. perfect. Right, right. Me too. And I don't want anybody to think I think that I am, you know, I think that's part of my brand too, is that, you know, I'm just human. I Maybe I do amazing things with writing. I don't know. But like, you know, I'm real. You can talk to me. You can tell me your problems. You know, you can, and that, I guess that goes back to the boundary thing. But, you know, this is the only way I know how to do business. And I'm a small business owner. I'm a solopreneur for all intents and purposes at the moment. Like, it's me. My business is me. And I don't know how to separate those things. So. I'm not, you know, I agree with you. I mean, I'm a wife, I'm a mom, I'm, yeah. a, I'm an aunt, I'm all this mess wrapped down, right? Right. So I may have a bad day. <laughs> right. They say some stuff 
<laughs> that is a little off brand. Yes, yes, yes. But I'm not going to sit here and pretend <laughs> that I'm IG ready, camera ready. Right. Where's my fake eyelashes? I saw somebody talk about fake eyelashes before <laughs> they make the video. I want to know where to find it. But the point I'm trying to make here is I don't have it all together 24 7. Right. If you're expecting that, right. look elsewhere. Because yeah. it's not going to be exactly. here. Exactly, exactly. Yes, I am. I am here for that. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Yes, and if you know, I I think also I think the clients who gravitate toward me appreciate that about me, you know. And uh, if you want me to be perfect, if you want me to pick up the phone at six thirty on a Friday, I am not your. <laughs> I'm not not the your girl. You want to work with. Yeah. For our, oh my gosh! For everyone, look, look, look. For the benefit of everyone who's going to be listening to this, I just got to say this. If there's anything you cannot take from what I got to say next is this. Have an onboarding packet that explains your hours, your turnaround time, and when to expect with you at certain junctures in time. Yeah, like, good, good. Yes. That onboarding packet. And then maybe you need to read that onboarding packet you wrote yourself yeah. from time to time. <laughs> right. Make sure you you still stand by all of it. <laughs> right. Let me refresh my memory of what I told people. Yeah. And maybe <laughs> like, even send that before you onboard. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> That's a revelation too. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Are at you least, on board at least with the this? deal breakers, right? If you're on board with these things, we can work together. <laughs> yeah. I mean, as much as I like to say, like I look a little, you know, physical appearance-wise, I'm not as fluffy as I like to be, right? <laughs> I'm big on structure. Yeah. I'm big on boundaries. I'm big on clear expectations of what you're going to get yeah. because that helps me manage my time so that I can do my other business. So, so here's the thing. I spend 75% of my time on my business. Okay. Uh -huh. And I spend 25% of my time in my business. Yeah. Yeah. So let's break that down what that means, right? When I say on my business, I'm talking about my marketing, I'm talking about outreaching, business development plans, new client offerings, new ways of exploring other aspects of how I want to grow my business, right? But the actual in my business is actually talking because I can turn on the camera and start talking, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's the easiest part of my life. All right, what's, what are we, what we going to talk about today? Right, right, okay. Right. Hit the record button, keep it moving, right? So if I know that's so easy to do, right? Why don't I spend my energy on the things that will help grow my business instead of being lopsided and focusing on having everything look perfect and picture perfect versus having systems and structure so that I can easily employ someone else. I'm always in my mindset thinking, how can I delegate? Mm -hmm. How can I outsource? How can I simplify things? Yep. I want to optimize my mind too, not just my business. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's been one of the biggest challenges in running my business is finding that balance between working on and in the business, you know, because when I'm swamped with client work, 
business development just goes down. And then I feel the lag three months later, you know, when I don't have any prospects in the pipeline and really trying to balance and work on both every week is, is, is challenging. Yeah. It's a challenge for everybody. And that's why it's, it helps to have, like, you should have a coach, right? You yep. know, I've got a coach like this. this yep. <laughs> <laughs> coaches are good coaches to help are great. you stay on track. Because you're always getting so caught up in the day-to-day minutia that you forget that you actually have bigger things to accomplish, right? Right. Yes, totally. You know, I I think about, you know, a situation I had, this was many years ago with another client of mine, and she was a, I'm not, she was an artist of some type, okay? I'm just going to keep it generic, okay? (laughs) In case case they're listening. Good call. (laughs) She was an artist of some type Mm -hmm. and she spent hours, hours doing the sketches and designs before she put the art to pen. And, and I I get it to some extent, right? You need to like visualize and process. Right. Mm -hmm. But in reality, she was so afraid, Emily, of getting things Mm -hmm. wrong. She was missing out on potential calls with, uh, uh, people who could, uh, uh, what's that expression? I forgot the name where you're uh, appointing someone to do commissions. She was um, pro- um, missing potential commission uh, prospecting calls, missing out on networking events, all of this stuff because she was so caught up. Yeah. And the whole creation process, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, and or sorry, design process rather yeah. than the actual reality of everything else that's going on in your world. You, We need to put caps we need to have little timers in our mind like okay 10 minutes here on this 20 minutes on here and sticking with it yeah so boundaries aren't just with our business it's within ourselves too yes yes absolutely self boundaries can be the the biggest problem in a business for sure yeah 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 with you know with writing it's the same way for me I really have to put time because I could rewrite something forever (laughs) but you have to be ready like to know that okay this is deliverable this is ready to go and you know you're looking really for that you know I'm going to get it over the finish line and I'm going to do it in two hours and you know it's got to be done because that's the only way to make money as a writer um you're you know if you're not fast enough it's it's not a good business for you you really got to make it work that way well you know a question because this has been yeah. on my mind this has been on my mind and I, and I do struggle with this too when I write ads where uh-huh. you need to give the paper rest yeah you know what I'm talking about or for those who don't understand what I'm talking about I'm saying like in order to write efficiently we need to give ourselves a little space from when we actually write our draft we do our research and then coming back and then with some new clear ideas reviewing everything and making sure everything is you know concise and has all the input, but then there comes a time where you've got all these multiple competing projects. You don't necessarily have that breathing time. Mm-hmm. So how do we balance that? Yeah, that's a challenge for sure. Um, I don't always give things. I don't always sleep on everything that I write. Ideally, I would like to do that. Ideally, I would brainstorm, keep the brainstorming session separate from the writing session, separate from the editing. Um, and I will do that for really like significant pieces. Like if I'm working on a big blog post for myself, or if I'm working on, uh, you know, an article for Forbes or for Harvard business review or something like that, it needs time to breathe. Like you're saying, um, but for a regular blog post, you know, it's, it's, 
something I can bang out in an hour and a half or so. Um, as long as I have an outline, mm-hmm. I'm good to go. And I think it, like, it comes down to the planning. If you do the right kind of planning ahead of time, the writing becomes easier. For me, like a copywriting, like writing ads, like you're saying, that's really hard for me. Like the sales, like to get in the mindset of a sales piece is really hard. Um, and in like, I really hate the, like, this is a big idea. Let me squash it into three lines on an ad. (laughs) I hate that. Try Like, I'm not clever that way. I'm not, it's hard for me to come up with snappy copy. That's going to hit the right, hit the right tone. Um, so that's a challenge, but you know, I, 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 I spent, and I thought I was just BSing for a whole year, year, year on political Twitter. That's not for the faint of heart. By yeah. The political Twitter is not for the faint of Twitter peer is not for the faint of heart. But, yeah. <laughs> true. but true. I'll tell you this, Emily. One of the things that I'm really grateful for, I, I have a personal Twitter account. I have a business Twitter account. <clears throat> I learned on Twitter is the idea of condensing your words yeah. to 300 characters. I didn't say 300 right. words. I said 300 <laughs> characters or less. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that experience has taught me to make some banging good ads. That's because awesome. when you have yeah. that short amount of space, yeah. there's no other option other than to consolidate those ideas. Yeah, that's a really good point. A good, good tip. Yeah. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, um, but... Uh, I think as as writers, as thought leaders, as entrepreneurs, I think we need to master long and short form. I agree. I agree. There, there, there's to me, there's an art to copywriting, and it's not something that I'm that skilled at. But I agree that it's like learning to write for Twitter or learning to write for social media. You can't get away this day and age with with only long form or only (laughs) short form. It's, you need, you know, there's so many ideas and so much people, business owners need so much content. It's just, you have to, you have to figure it out. You know, either you outsource it or you do it yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. And that actually brought me to a, a thought that just came to my mind, Emily. Somebody asked me this on LinkedIn. They said, I, I don't really have a brand online per se. Right. But I, and I don't really want to hire an assistant, but I like the idea of creating my content and they asked for help. Mm-hmm. And I told them flat out, I said, Hey, look, I, there's a lot of content creators that I know, writers that I know, uh, or if you like my help, I help people craft their own personal brand through my coaching. Let me know. And they replied back and said, ah, let me read that and get back to you. Uh-huh. And I just Whatever. But the point I was trying to make and that tied into what you said earlier is that you either learn how to do it or you outsource it. Mm-hmm. I don't believe that everybody is gifted in the medium of writing. Yeah. I don't believe that at all. I don't believe, yes, we can get better at it, but some people are not gifted in that. You're not God ordained on that. You know, you'd be better off hiring a writer. Mm-hmm. or a social media uh, marketer mm-hmm. than actually sitting down, spending two hours for a 300-word b- blog post. Right, exactly. Yep. Stay in your lane. Yep. Don't, 
<laughs> yeah, if it takes you, I say, look, if it takes you more than four hours to write a blog post, you shouldn't be writing your own blog post. That's too much time to devote to that. Uh, thinking of the, of the ROI, you know, we're always thinking of ROI. And uh, yeah, I think, you know, it's- Yeah, yeah, and I, I think a lot of people fancy the idea. Yeah, they do. The, yeah, because when or I think they, about content, they creation. don't do it themselves. It's not going to get done right, or it's not going to be them. Yeah, somehow. Yeah, and it's <laughs> never going to be done the way you want it perfectly done, unless you're yeah. willing to plop down either the time, the money, right, or hiring someone else as a pro at it. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yep. 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 And be realistic with people, and be realistic with yourself. I'm not expecting a college intern that has spent a month and a, a month course in creative writing to write an ad for me. It's not going to freaking happen. <laughs> exactly. I'm not going to go on Fiverr and ask for someone who just passed the English equivalency test to write me an ad. No. Okay? It's no. not going to freaking happen. But as entrepreneurs, I just have to say this because it's on my mind right now. As entrepreneurs, we want a dollar worth of effort from 15 cents we're willing to invest. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. You know, and it ain't going to happen. No. So manage some expectations. Right. <laughs> right. Yes, that's right. You can't you can't squeeze blood from a turn up or whatever. <laughs> we want to because our money is limited, right? And our time is limited. Yeah. And we're thinking that yeah. we need to have all these people to help us for more or less free or nothing, which I can't quite understand because you yourself are looking to grow your business and make money, but you're expecting other people to not be compensated for the work that they're doing yeah, I, yeah, boggles yeah. my mind no i don't understand that either yeah yeah mm-hmm. yeah so many interesting things yeah. <laughs> i love this yeah I, I i think you know for us you know especially as women entrepreneurs i think that there is a lot of pressure for us to try to get everything right in order to feel like we're helping other people, in order to feel like we have a sense of purpose and a sense of fulfillment Mm -hmm. and not understanding that it's going to be messy and sloppy and not everything is going to be done perfectly along the way. Right. Yes, I I always love to talk about the messiness of expertise. You know, you think I'm going to climb to the top of the mountain and then I'm going to stand up there and look down on everyone. It's going to be awesome. And it's like, you know, expertise is when you're huffing and puffing and not sure you're going to make it and wanting to jump down and wanting to go back the other way. I I I love the experience of the messy. I love the experience of course, I'm not going to say this now when I'm actually in the thick of danger and despair. Yeah. Yeah. Of course not. Right. But I like the experience of growing through the messy because yeah. what better teacher is it not that when we have the mistakes and the hardships and all the craziness, totally. right? You express that you were telling me a, a story um, before we were recording this conversation about a client that was misunderstanding their expectations of what you can deliver and the redo fees and all that stuff. Like that taught you to recognize certain personality traits that right. Right. will, you know, cause problems for your business. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. It's so true. It's, it's a painful process, but it's, it's, 
it's the only way to learn. Like you, you were not going to be perfect out of the gate. You're not going to uh, come across clients that never give you any headaches. Like that's, that's not reality. So you have to, you know, get, just get into the mess. I think you have to learn to embrace it. Right. And just, just say, okay, this is going to work out. This is going to help me get to where I'm trying to go. And it's going to be hard and it's going to suck, but <laughs> it's going to be ultimately get you there. Right. Yeah. And you, and we're, and we're going to learn, we're, we're going to yeah. learn more about ourselves throughout oh, yeah. this whole process. Yes. The only way to learn about yourself is to take, take action before you're ready. If there's one, t- you know, one big lesson learned from being an entrepreneur, it's like, you've got to take action before you're ready. Yeah. <laughs> like your graphic I, designer, they need to put that out there before they feel ready, uh, before they feel that good about it. But and, 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 and be gentle with yourself yeah. throughout it. Absolutely. Give yourself those time though. Give yourself that space to breathe. Give yourself that room to grow mm-hmm. and not feel like all things hinge on this matter being yeah. perfect. Yeah. I mean, don't right. be sloppy. No right. one's saying be sloppy, right? Mm-mm. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It's a fine line. It's a fine line because I think you, if you're a perfectionist or if you tend in that direction, it's easy to feel like less than perfection is sloppy. Right. But it's, it's, there's a minimal viable product and you, it might be hard to admit that that's what you're giving people, but that's what they need. That's what they want. Cause otherwise, you know, is a perfect thing better delivered in three months or is the minimal viable product delivered in three weeks? Like the thing they need, they need it probably quick. You know, <laughs> Nobody has time for the, the perfection. And nobody's going to pay attention to it. Like, I don't believe that either one of our clients are going to be like, Oh shoot, she just no. said, no, the comma there. Right. <laughs> That's another good point. Like we're the only ones who know that it's not perfect, right? The the expert is the one who who looks at their own work and says, "Oh, it could be so much better." Everyone else is like, "This is amazing." <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Shoot, I could talk all day, but I, know, I, I, right? I, think, I I think for the for everybody who's listening, we gotta wrap this mess up. Where can I find you? You can find me on LinkedIn every day. <laughs> Emily Crookston on LinkedIn. Also my website, the Pocket PhD. <laughs> and uh, you can reach me at LinkedIn Denise G Lee. I'm at DeniseGLee.com. So I'm hoping everybody who's listening to this got something. I got I hope so after listening to this. You got something out of it. <laughs> Right. <laughs> Thank you, Emily. Thank you. Yeah, it's fun. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye.